This is part six of the Joy of Preparedness podcast with Eric Peterson of Mill Creek Safety. All segments of this November 2nd program with Richard Ruge and Skip Gerald's are available at www.thejoyofpreparedness.com. Um, target, yeah, it probably is. I hadn't thought of it that way. Um, my my wife, before we got married, we were dating, and she said that she was coming home for lunch, and there was a van parked right down the street that she passed. And so she she got home, she heard a knock on the door, and you know she could see through on on the skylight or not skylight, but the light next to the door that mm-hmm. there was somebody waiting. And she just got a really really bad feeling from mm-hmm. this from this whole experience and she was probably right she was the person was probably had ill will for her mm-hmm. and saw her come home by herself and park in the driveway and uh yeah so it's so using yet sixth sense is hugely mm-hmm. important um and uh just protecting yourself keeping mm-hmm. a locked door mm-hmm. um I mean, that whole sense of target, you know, I mean, whether you're in, in the city or if you're in the country, you know, I mean, just that, you know, yeah. them, so, somebody knowing that no one is around. I mean, you know, if no one's, if it's a place that happens to be out in the, in the really rural areas or something like that, as compared to being in town, mm-hmm. you know, if a car isn't parked where it's typically parked, yes, you know, maybe that's the sense that there's not anybody around, but the, 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 the instances that have so again, as a dad, sort of made me think the most are those instances where people are home at night, they break in, and they're actually tying everybody up, right. and they're just terrorizing them. And then they're not even worrying about whether they're getting into the top drawer or not. They're just getting people to tell them and give them everything. Yes. You know, it's a whole different sort of idea there. I mean, it's yeah. terrifying. Well, Richard, you said earlier yeah. um, that know your neighbor. What do you mean by that? Well... <clears throat> that as far as the guns, as far, as far as disaster preparedness, that you want to uh, work work with your neighbors to to support each other during a disaster. Okay, we're talking about home invasions, though. An- another reason to to have your neighbor know, be a, a, aware. Uh, like when you're when I'm, when I am at the movie, uh, if I have a neighbor that cares about me and and will watch over my house when I'm gone, that mm-hmm. that's very useful, and that you voluntarily. I had a, a neighbor recently that had an ambulance come visit because of a fall, and I wanted to make sure that they knew that we were available to support them and stuff. So just letting your neighbor know you care about them. And they'll probably let you know that they care about you too. You sound yeah. so human, yeah. <laughs> Richard. You sound like a nice guy. Wow, this is good. So yeah. we did we did a little um, map your neighborhood presentation, uh, Richard and I here a couple of weeks a couple of weeks ago now. Yeah. And yeah. Um, one of the gentlemen was talking about that in their neighborhood um, that they had had a, a phone list that that had been like one of the original seeds of mm-hmm. their sense of trying to come together and that they noticed water coming out of I guess the front doors or water coming out of the house of somebody's house and the person was gone and the validation for what they were doing for knowing each other and for having shared some of this information was they had the phone number for where that person was probably at you know um, on the phone list they could call find out what was going on that no nobody was there please take care of it and they were able to handle this flooding situation that had happened within this house they Mm -hmm. knew what to do to take care of each other because they had talked about that kind of thing so that's where I thought you were going with the 
would then know your neighbors. I mean, they would know. I mean, if I was your neighbor, I would know if it was 3 o'clock in the morning and all your lights were on, <laughs> right. that that would be unusual, right? I, yeah. I think that's unusual. Yeah. You know, I mean, you yeah. know, you would know those kinds of things. Or if you didn't recognize that van, like you were talking about, if you didn't recognize the van, um, that maybe that would be a reason to try to give a call. Right. You know, or to alert somebody. I mean, not knowing and is not sort of not caring, mm-hmm. you know, then who, you wouldn't know to do anything. Yeah, we, we have a neighborhood watch program, and I think you'd recommend that, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and the value of that, that can, in, in so many different levels, that can add so much protection to you, to your own safety, to all the neighbor's safety. Uh, you're bonding together. Um, and you can, you know, there's all these layers of the onion that you can go on of having, you know, a meeting where they're, uh, you know, where you uh, share the things that you have to offer. Right, right. You know, you might be a winemaker and have a big wine storage. And, boy, that's great fodder for earthquake disaster kind of thing, you know? <laughs> right. That's true. Right, right. Yeah, you, you just can't tell. I mean, I think that's where these neighborhood, like COPE and the Map Your Neighborhood and, and CERT programs and other things, that you know, um, Neighborhood Watch. I mean, all of these are great. They're really great for just bringing people, just making people aware of who their neighbors are. I mean, I think that's a huge, it's a huge piece for us. To do. I, I think it's really common in our culture these days that people don't know their neighbor. And that's mm-hmm. that's kind of sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what this is all about. Yeah. Breaking right. that all down. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Okay, so I think all right, unless you have gonna... something else as far as home security. No. no. Okay. Yeah. Joy preparedness radio. Uh, how to prepare your business for an emergency and disaster. That's an interesting one. Okay. Yeah, and essentially, sort of, what types of emergencies do are you do you see for businesses? I mean, what's happening for businesses? Okay. Well, there's you could there's a whole bunch of levels where you could have um, uh, of the different disasters. You could have robberies, fires, floods. Uh, earthquakes, employee injuries would would all be in the classification of you know preparing your your business for emergencies or disasters. Um, some suggestions: um, take pictures. Um, you should periodically, like you back up your computer. You're supposed to every once in a while, uh, and so you back up your computer. You should also take pictures periodically, like once every six months to a year or so. Take pictures of all the stuff that you have, uh, and that would really help uh, for possible robberies, fires. Yeah, you're you're talking about businesses, but that's yes. also true with your home too. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you should take pictures of every, all your possessions at your home for insurance purposes. Yeah, just the top drawer. Just the top drawer. <laughs> <laughs> Especially the top drawer. <laughs> right. yeah. Okay, yeah. I just wanted to say that. And, and can I say something else? Uh, that, sure. Like, I, I, teach, I teach this stuff, yeah. and this doesn't mean that I am perfect at, at all, that I actually right. even do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like we're all trying to be better, but, you know, I don't know very many people that are really, really prepared for everything. Um, when I teach a class, like uh, if I do a survival skills class, um, is one of the classes that I teach, I'll, I'll have 10% of the people in the class that I think they're kind of nuts. These are the, <laughs> these are, these are the kind of the prepper. Um, they're really into it. They're kind of like, it's, 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 uh, taken over their mind. And so they're really focused on, on, you know, surviving and, uh, you know, it's, I don't know. They're over the top. Somewhat fanatical about it. Yes. And so I think that 90% of the people typically I find in the class are like you and I. Um, they just want some level of protection as far as uh, you know, some knowledge that to help them. 
mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and a disaster. Right. Well, so. I, I like what you're saying too, because I, even just like a survival class to me really speaks to there's information that I'm going to get that I may not ever use, mm-hmm. but it'd be good to know. Right. It'd just be good to know, you know. And if I if I know to do one tenth of what it is that I'm told, if I remember to do one tenth of what it is that I'm told, yes. then it'll be a good thing. Yes, it'll be a good thing for me. Yes. Um, before the program started, we were talking about the percentage of how many people are really prepared for mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. that have any level of preparation at all. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about like three to 5% right. in this county right. are prepared. Uh, that means that 95% of the people don't even have water. Right. Right. Uh, there's a rule of threes. Have you heard the rule of threes? You no. know, three minutes without uh, air. Uh, three days without water and 30 days without food. You huh. know, it's basically how long you're going to last. Well, you got a lot of <laughs> I don't make this stuff up. I hear it from somebody else. <laughs> so if it's wrong, it's not no, my fault. All right. Yeah, I'm going to put it all back Rule on you. Rule three. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah, so three days. Yeah, exactly. The water is a, you know, water is an issue. I mean, it's, it's yeah. an issue for us as humans. It's an issue in general in, in a drought, but it's really an issue for us. Right. I mean, I, I, I think that I drink a fair amount of water, although I know that I don't drink enough, but I had my blood, a blood draw done, not, what's well, a few years ago now, um, and I took it in to one of the doctors that I know that on a fairly friendly basis with a doctor and she looked at it and she says, you're dehydrated. Wow. Just point blank. You're dehydrated. It's all dust. Yeah. It's like, you know, what is this? You know, but I mean, internally. You, you brought it in in a sack, right? <laughs> but I mean, internally, you know, my system was clearly showing that I don't drink anywhere near enough water. So yeah. in an emergency or in a disaster, when we're actually going to need that water, yeah, you know, it's going to be long. hard to find. That's mm-hmm. an issue. I mean, I think that's a real issue for all us right. is water. You know, there's those little straws. I think they're really cool. They're 20 bucks. And basically, you can suck out of a uh, a puddle, and the water is going to be fairly clean. Yeah, 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 it's a filter in a straw. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have other choices. What, what's your other choice? <laughs> the the five gallon jugs. I, we keep ten of those. Okay, and we rotate them. Okay, but what if you had to filter water that you weren't sure of the quality of the water? How are you going to filter it? Well, you're going to uh, go get your straw. Okay, so. Okay, those jugs are empty now. <laughs> what are you going to do? Well, we've got 10 gallons, okay. and I realize that we're going to give some to our neighbors, um, so it, it'll, it'll go fast. But we also carry the in the antiseptic mm-hmm. containers in our cars and stuff, my wife and I. And, and so th- that's something I'm really concerned about. And we've talked with our neighbors, so we know where the swimming pools are. So if we need to get buckets mm-hmm. to uh, flush toilets and stuff like that, we've thought about it ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So I think about this a lot. I have the camping filter. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah there we go. Filter. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. I think camping stuff is, is one of those things that is, is, is good for emergency preparedness. Yeah. <laughs> is you just know, have gear, camping gear. What, what else would you recommend? Um, well, the filter, you got to have, if we're just talking about water, we're talking right. about filtering water. Um, that camping filter, um, the best ones are made from stone. They're the, the porcelain filters. Mm-hmm. They're the $200 filters mm-hmm. that will filter, you know, thousands of gallons. Uh, those little paper filters that I was talking probably filters out, I don't know, maybe 500 gallons at the most is mm-hmm. what that'd be good for. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so, you know, you, you get what you pay for. Right, right, um, but right. you know, even if you didn't, like if you looked at a stream and you said, okay, so where's the best water to drink out of this? Um, you would look at the, the most flow. Um, you could take... You know, we could go. We We're could, in a drought, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what streams are you talking about? Well, if, when remember the old days? There yeah. Streams? <laughs> yes. I, I, my father told me about those. Yes. But, <laughs> you know, but like, here's a story on me. Okay, I'm 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 a avid bicyclist, yes. and I'm doing what the geysers road, and I run out of water, and I am I am hurting. It is really, really hot, and I'm starting to get a headache, uh, and I'm starting to feel dizzy, and it was just stupid me. It's just I just didn't have enough water for the, the whole trip, and so I needed to get water, and I needed to find water source, and so there was a stream, and I found, so I looked at the stream and, and picked a place where I thought it would be the, the most flowing, uh, and actually I got a, a, a reed that was growing right next to it, and I sucked up the water through that. Um, I didn't get sick, but I think it's, I think people are so paranoid of water these days that they would rather get heat illness than get bad water. Mm-hmm. So bad water means you have to take an antibiotic. You know, you might get giardia, which would not be good. But it's the difference between that and having heat illness where you could you could die from it. Right, right. So it's, it's important to drink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So don't be afraid of bad water if that's the only choice you have. Mm-hmm. What about the, that filter? How, what, what, are, what are you looking for, the high-end filter? Uh, a porcelain. You're looking for some. It's a porcelain base. It's porcelain that that the air go that the water goes through to filter mm-hmm. it. Those are the best ones. And where would you find that on the website? Yep. Uh, no. Yep. So that intranet thing. Yeah. 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 Okay. You you know what that is. <laughs> I've heard of it. So so back to businesses. Yeah. This is where we where we had started, right? Um, I'm not sure how we segued <laughs> onto the water thing, but that's a good segue. But but back to the businesses and what you're seeing and what you're dealing with with businesses. Yeah. So uh, like I said, I started saying uh, take pictures um, of contents that you have and uh, back up your files regularly. Um, use fireproof safes, you know, for the things that are really, really important in your business. Right. Um, and so all those things would be good uh, for protecting your business and, and a whole bunch of different levels of, you know, robbery, fires, floods, you know, broken pipe could be devastating to your business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so all those things would be really good to uh, protect by in the education you do that you do the training right so you yeah. do classes for businesses for their employees yes and that's yeah. for their preparedness just within the structures themselves or what do you what do you what do you cover well you know i'm not really doing exactly that preparing the business for disasters but i'm I'm doing more like the te- teaching the CPR, first aid, all those things, okay. the the physical okay. parts of it. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Um, and I do do survival skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be when the the business uh, isn't around anymore, and we're all right. You know, right. right. Well, yeah. What I think disaster preparedness is good for business mm-hmm. because it, if you're an executive director and you initiate a program like this, you, the the 